on, guys? This is Trill Pod. This is John Jay the Second, and you know it. I'm back with the homie Chris Platty once again. How you doing today, Chris? What's up, man? I'm happy to be back. You know, this is one of my favorite platforms to be on. I love doing this with you, and uh, I'm really excited for today's topic actually because this is something that is I feel I feel like it's in my bag. I feel like I'm getting to my bag with this one. That's great too, and I really appreciate the good words, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, we love having you on Trill Pod. It's a great time. Make some great content. Uh, and today we have an especially special treat uh, for y'all today. Um, let's just jump right into it. So let's look at 2018 a little bit. Let's get a little recap going. I know we did that mm-hmm. when we wrapped up 2018 on a podcast a couple times ago. Um, but basically, as far as albums go, as far as releases go, projects of all types, who did you expect to drop that did? And also, what were some sleeper picks that maybe dropped that you didn't really didn't really see coming? Um, that's a great question. So uh, I'll start at, I, I've just pulled up my album rankings of, of 2018 off the top. So I'm looking at looking at the big dogs and trying to figure things out. So yeah, so like with um, Daytona with Pusha T, you know, that was something that we knew it was coming at some point. We didn't know what it was going to be, so that was kind of a surprise. Um, Pusha T's was supposed to drop an album, uh, not the album that is Daytona, but a different album in 2015, 16, and it took him all the way to 2018, which in music is a long time. So um, that was kind of unexpected, um, and just the level of greatness that it was, um, it surpassed even my high, high expectations. But uh, some some other ones that we knew were coming, we knew Astro World was coming, uh, we knew Scorpion was coming, we knew um, we knew. Let's see, what what else did we do we know of really? Uh, we knew J Cole was going to come with the record. Um, we we had been hearing that for months that J Cole was getting ready to drop in the last months of 2017. So we knew he was coming at some point in 2018. He delivered, and all of those artists really delivered. Um, but we also got some surprises too, like the Carter Five. We didn't know like when that was coming or, or what it was gonna be. It wasn't gonna be a bunch of songs made in 2013 when that project was reportedly done, or was it gonna be things that were worked on throughout the whole course of the five years, or was it going to be, you know, all new content? Nobody really knew what it was going to be. Um, and if it was going to happen, uh, Jid DiCaprio too, that was an album that people like myself were anticipating, but on the mainstream level, they weren't really, um, excited. They weren't really excited or aware of that coming. Um, again, J-Rock Redemption, that was another one I was, I was looking at. I knew J-Rock was going to get the bag. Um, so I knew this was going to be a big album for him. So, so yeah, it, it kind of played. It kind of played out though that like there was a lot of albums um, that we didn't get or that we didn't expect to get that we got and were great. Another example is the Carters, the Beyonce and Jay Z album that was phenomenal. Um, and also Juice World, like artists like Juice World really came up and surprised a lot of people. Kind of came out of nowhere and established 2018 as as their own. Like Juice World came out with an album that that had great critical reception. He had one of the biggest records this year. He also, you know, did a project with Future, one of the biggest names in the game. So like Juice World had a great year. He was somebody that wasn't even on my radar in 2017 and then by the end of 2018 he's one of the people I'm checking for most. So, you know, it it 2018 was great 
and you know i'm i'm really excited because every year you're going to have that new artist or those couple new artists that really just come through and and reach you out of nowhere and then you're gonna have the people that you're looking forward to uh drop so i'm really excited man i wrote down a list of everything i have and i'm and i'm ready to go but before i do that what was what was your feelings like what were some of the ones you were expecting and you got and then what were one of the ones that you you just didn't know were coming didn't know what to expect and got surprised by you know, I knew I knew Drake was gonna drop a Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of kind of seen that coming. He dropped a few singles on that one, um, and we listened to it. Uh, definitely Redemption, J Rock. I saw that coming. Also, the Culture too from the Migos. They're always putting out yep. new content. That's a good one. Um, Taboo, Denzel Curry. I kind of saw that one coming. He hadn't put out a project in a while since mid 2017. So. I was really looking for him to, to put out some stuff. And also DiCaprio, too. I'd actually maybe throw that in maybe as a sleeper pick just because, I mean, we, we saw that coming, though. I, I mean, we right. did, you know, a little bit. Uh, but it kind of was, for him to come, in, come out that hard was really kind of a surprise to me. Uh, Eminem was also a surprise that's on my sleeper list was kamikaze yeah you know I didn't think he would because he kind of spaces out the time you know he's kind of a family man now he's he's settling down he's getting older so was he 42 now no he's I think he's damn I have to google that but I think he's older than that let me me have to let me have to I'm gonna have to google that but anyways keep going time's flying faster than I thought but um I also saw Cardi B invasion of privacy that was gonna drop uh, Astro World, obviously, like you mentioned, um, but one pair that I'd really like to kind of throw in together is, like you mentioned this too, the Carter Five and also Beer Bongs and Bentleys from uh, Post Malone. Mm-hmm. I knew when we were waiting on Beer Bongs and Bentleys. I feel like it was forever uh, since like 2016. He was saying he was, you know, giving teasers out that he was going to drop it. The same with the Carter Five. We never really knew it was kind of up in limbo for a while. Uh, so I mean I guess you can say it was expected, but it just it was just kind of almost got forgotten about just because right. they were talking about it so much, and then it just didn't happen for the longest time. And then once it finally did, it was like, oh okay, it's it's here, you know, it's hype, you know. But I don't know, it just it didn't come at me as hard as it probably could have if it was built up to the hype. So yeah, I feel you, I feel you. Um, by the way, Eminem is forty six years 46, old. Forty six, forty six. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So crazy. Shout out to Eminem. For sure. Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention Oxnard by Anderson Pack in your Oh, well, your yeah, because that was something that, yeah, that that's at the very top of my list. I have it um, I have it number four in my albums of the year, and I really love that album. Um, the reason I didn't mention it was because it was an album that, to me, as a huge, huge Anderson Pack fan, um, I was expecting it for the longest time. Uh, I was actually expecting to get something in 2017, but then in the summer of 2018, when he dropped Bubbling, um, it actually was later revealed that the plan was to drop the album the next week, and that's what I thought it was. I I seen, I I seen that they were trying to copy the Kendrick uh, Damn Blueprint, where he dropped the humble, just a braggadocious song that's gonna get everybody talking with a crazy video that's gonna just go instantly viral and then drop an album the next week out of, out of nowhere. And that was actually the original plan for Oxnard, but it didn't end up becoming that. And anyways, it worked out for the best. I think that album's phenomenal. But yeah, it was just something that I didn't mention off the top because it, it was something that I was heavily, heavily, heavily anticipating. And I knew that I was kind of in the in the minority because i mean look he in 2016 he was still doing shows you know in like in small little venues in detroit like where it was just like 
standing only, you know, and now he's going to do, be doing not stadium, but he's going to be doing, you know, arena or mini arena um, sets, and it's going to be awesome. And, you know, he's definitely starting to make it, too. You can see it by the venues that he's playing at mm-hmm. um, and that he's, you know, showing out at. You know, it's really cool to see that and see him elevate, and that's important in, in the game. Uh, it doesn't matter what game you're in. Yes, so, sir. But especially the rap game. So good. Uh, yeah, I mean, tons of music came out in 2018. Um, you know, reach out to us if you guys think anything was should have been on the list that we didn't really mention. We just kind of yeah pinball. We could probably talk about it yeah, all day, yeah, all night we, about we, it. I mean, we already did with the with the last review. So go That's check true. that out That's in true. 2018. That, out. that was really that was actually a really dope podcast. Yeah, if you haven't checked out the 2018 wrap up, I highly highly encourage you to. Yeah, that uh, was there's fun. some good stuff on there too. Awesome. That was fun. So, yeah, let's look. We looked at 2018. Uh, we went over that. Uh, what are your sleepers for 2019? We're pretty early in here. Um, we already do have some albums. We can, we've can. we already talked about the future album, The Wizard. Yep. Um, but also, who do you expect to drop in 2019? Okay, so so here's what I, here's what I think is, is going to be awesome. So let's, let's kind of turn this into uh, almost, like, almost like a game. So what I did is okay. I went through and I organized a list of of all the rappers that are expected to drop, kind of put the latest news on it um, and all that. And some of these are artists that John and I love, and some of these are artists that I know that John doesn't. Um, and then, then there's a couple artists on here that I think John actually knows better than I do. And so basically we're going to um, be breaking down those artists that are kind of mysterious. We don't have to talk too much about the Coles, the Kendricks, the Drakes. You know, you know who they are if you're listening to this podcast. But yeah, so we're going to go through those, and then also I highlighted some ones that are potentially in the air. Um, it w- this was fun. I did a lot of hours of reading um, and and just, like, organizing this list today, and it's it's going to be fun. So, uh, so oh, what yeah, I'll, let's get it. Yeah, what I'll do is I'll, I'll go through these, and you just tell me what you think. So the first up I have is Childish Gambino with an album to be announced. Um, I thought... If you listen to my podcast last year, what I thought was that I thought he was going to try and drop before the tour in September. I don't know if things changed or if that was never the plan. Gambino somebody who does things on his own, on his own time, in his own way. So I'm, I'm not really sure what to expect from him. Like, honestly, at this point, I don't even know if an album's coming. I mean, uh, a lot of signs point to an album coming. Uh, old Young Thug, a bunch of artists have spoke on the album and working on him with the album. But Childish Gambino is a guy who I can see just, you know, not doing things so unconventionally that we can't really predict. But um, uh, regardless, like, regardless, we don't even know the genre that he's going to drop. Like, is this even going to be considered a rap album? His last album was R&B. So, you know, Childish Gambino, you never know. But, John, what are you what are you feeling about Gambino? Like, I don't really know how you feel about him. Do you like him a lot as an artist, or what do you think? I do. I think he's lyrical. I think he really delivers a good message. He's really passionate about the message he tries to bring mm-hmm. uh, to the table. You know, look at America. That spoke volumes. That was banging. That was on the top of a lot of Billboard lists. Yeah, it set uh, a YouTube a world time. record, too views which yeah. is crazy so what gambino really has is he has the ability to you know bring people in and really you know be a mentor to a lot of people and he yeah. he acts that out and he, you can see it in his music too uh you know i'm just looking back even like world star sweatpants like those days like 
I was so into Gambino. I was blasting that shit like in my van when I threw subs in that bitch. (laughs) That shit was lit as fuck, dude. Like those are the day like I remember just rolling with my boys, listening to some Gambino, like World Star. That shit got me so hype. Yeah, that, that was a hype. dope record. It was, it was. I yeah. like that era of Childish Gambino, too. And you can still see it. He's kind of evolving a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's getting older a little bit, just like all of us, uh, as shitty as it is. But, uh, you know, you live, you grow, you prosper. So yeah. uh, there's really a great aspect to it. And it really has a silver lining to it, too. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Gambino a lot. Yeah, I'm really excited for that one. Let's jump to the next one. So the next one I got here is J. Cole, The Off Season in parentheses because i'm not sure if that's still the album that he's planning on working on or whatever but um you know so j cole had the last record on kod which was intro to the fall off um i didn't think that was an album fans started to think it was but then he dropped that album of the year freestyle where he had like a little sign in the background that said uh all roads lead to the off season or something like that but anyways um you know so i got to think uh and I'm really excited for this one. My prediction for it is it's going to be like a kind of like a modernized version of a 2000s mixtape. So if some of our younger listeners aren't really sure of what those kind of sound like, they were basically um, like Wayne did this, 50 did this. Um, a bunch of artists would just kind of take all the hottest beats in the game, you know, the biggest songs, the the nice for what's or the or the, you know, walk it, talk it, or whatever whatever record you want to name. Um, I like it like that, whatever. And just basically spit bars over them and just remix them. And so it's something that a few artists do today, like Royce did it with the Bar Exam 4, which was incredible. Um, and, and, you know, there are some other artists that do it as well today, but mostly that that's kind of gone away. And I think that J. Cole, being a hip-hop historian, being a hip-hop head, I think he's going to try and bring that back. But, you know, it's also possible he could just, you know, do a bunch of original beats, uh, get guys like Tate Keefe and, and Ninth Wonder and all these, all these different producers and just kind of make original beats that, that, aren't, that aren't used by other artists. But I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited because I think this is going to be J. Cole, whatever it is, I think it's going to be J. Cole just rapping his ass off and and I'm excited to hear that. What do you think? I like J. Cole as a freestyle rapper. Uh, he has a lot of good lyrics to bring to the table. And I think sometimes he kind of short changes himself when he tries to, you know, write down, really try to spend a lot of time on a record. You know, yeah. it really doesn't, it doesn't turn out the in the best form that he maybe wishes it would have. And then mm-hmm. in essence, you know, we don't love it as much as we do a lot of his freestyles. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. I, I got big expectations for Cole. Cole really grew on me over the last couple of years, um, listening to, you know, both KOD in 2018 and then, you know, <clears throat> just like a bunch of bunch of his old shit, you know. Like I even went back, you know, to the early days uh, where he was he was putting out, you know, Forest Hills Drive and shit. Oh, yeah, that, uh, was, that was a phenomenal album. You know, so Cole, he has a lot of potential, and I'm really excited to see what he can, uh, he can bring to us in 2019. All right, cool, man. This next one, so this kind of leads into Cole. Um, this is another Cole-related thing, but it's not specifically Cole. And this one I kind of got a lot of information on. So this is this to me is one of my – it's become something that I didn't really care for in the past, but I'm really excited for this year. And that is Dreamville's Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Now, this is something that if you've been following the latest hip-hop news, you know you know about it because – um, basically, J. Cole uh, had an open invite to all, all artists in the game 
to come to his studio in Atlanta for 10 days where they just worked sun up to sundown. They recorded. They didn't, they didn't do anything else. They just recorded. And they had, and he brought in a bunch of crazy, crazy artists. Um, so my prediction for this album is that I assume that they're going to spend the next couple weeks mixing and mastering and J. Cole is going to drop it uh, probably late January, early February, something like that. Um, and I'm really, I'm really excited for it. J. Cole actually just previewed something on his Instagram, something like all you rappers will get bullets. And he said he's dropping something at like 9 p.m. on Thursday or Wednesday. So something, something crazy um, is going to come. I don't know if that's going to be a preview to J. Cole's The Offseason or if it's going to be to this. But nonetheless, when I read you this, this is crazy. So these are all the con these are all the people that are confirmed involved in the project. They might not be on the final project, but came to the studio to record during this ten day period. So, oh yeah, and that's the other thing too. No emails, no nothing. They just everybody had to do this in person in studio. So, um, so these are artists that are that are set to appear. Ti Reason from TDE, Rick Ross, Big Crit, Wale, Vince Staples, West Side Gun. BJ the Chicago Kid, CJ Fly, Dante Hitchcock, Isaiah Rashad, K Camp, King Mez. King Mez has been in hiding for a minute, signed to Aftermath. Uh, Saba, Smino, uh, even Punch, the TDE president, who's like this this mysterious guy where like we know he raps, but he hasn't put out anything in, in years. But like he uh, he's just kind of been always toying with the idea of dropping something and something for like the TDE heads they really love. Um, and then also the producers, you got Tay Keefe, Kenny Beats, who produced for Jid, A Boogie, Vince Staples, Ski Mask, Absol, Freddie Gibbs, uh, Needles, he was actually born in Lansing right here. Um, he produced for The Game, uh, G-Unit, um, Fab, Luda, Lupe, so a bunch of 2000s rappers, uh, kind of like that gangster rap stuff. But he also produced uh, that Ring song with Kalani, uh, Kalani and Cardi off Cardi's album. Uh, Childish Major, who who works with Dreamville Heavy, you've heard him before on countless records, including records on KOD. Uh, T minus, I mean, he he made hits like the motto "I'm the one," "Swimming Pools," or "I'm on one." Sorry, that DJ Khaled record. Uh, Cardiac, who produced back in the day for Joe Budda, G Unit, again that kind of like that kind of like 2000s gangster rap bar heavy stuff. Uh, Ill Mind Legend, he worked with Ye, Cole, Kendrick, Wayne, just about everybody, and Justice League, um, their legendary produ production team as well. Soundwave, this man has won Grammys. This man is uh, phenomenal. He's basically one of TDE's biggest in-house producers. Um, he produced pretty much all of the all of the Kendrick records that we so uh, love. And then Swizz Beats, the legend, who just dropped an incredible project last year. So all of these artists, man, like this to me, these are the type of albums that I've grown to get super excited about because to me it's almost like it's almost like fantasy basketball, right? Like it's like, oh, you know, like J. Cole and T.I., what would that sound like? Or J. Cole and T.I. on a Tay Keith beat or Jid and Reason on a on a Tay Keith beat, like it's almost like you're mixing and matching like this kind of like in like scientifically testing you know how the how these artists work together and that's the one thing i really love about dj and producer albums because they 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 kind of have that power they're just essentially a and r in their own album i mean don't get me wrong they're heavily heavily involved in the production 
Um, so, so I, so I shouldn't say they're have, they're only ARing, but um, but that's essentially a big element of it. Is basically they make something or they get something, and they say, oh, I think these artists would sound good together. And then you bring them in and you try it out and you try to make it work. And um, so it's it's really really intriguing to me. This is the kind of stuff I really look forward to. John, is this something that you that you're looking forward to or not really? It is, it is, and it, and it's really like a scientific experiment because uh, you never really know. You're kind of like mixing and matching, seeing what's going to happen. It's like you're mixing and matching different elements, yeah, and seeing what kind of substances you're going to make. And I think the only thing that's bad about this is the fact that we won't see a lot of the combinations that are possible, yeah, um, just with the amount of uh, artists, you know, and the the collectivity and just the concentration is almost too much within the 10 day span. I know it's a, it's a lot of time. I mean, you get it, they gotta eat, they gotta do, they gotta sleep, they gotta do this other, all this other shit. Um, I mean, maybe they won't sleep for 10 days, fuck, you know, they can make some crazy ass shit, but um, you know, I just feel like 10 days maybe isn't enough time, but I feel like at the very least, if these guys can make connections, maybe not, maybe to say they don't make a record where, you know, uh, they maybe could have, or you know, they're busy or whatever yeah. doing, doing shit with other artists. Um, I think that the do, during this time they can make those connections and even schedule time after this ten day span uh, to go ahead and record or do something in a future project or something. I just feel like it, it's really sweet to kind of see that uh, yeah. concentration of artists. Yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. Um, I got high expectations. Pretty much all of these artists and producers that I named are artists that I like and are a fan of, um, and I'm I'm just really excited because I think. This is going to be something that could that could be really really huge, and you know just looking at the production list, I mean you got a lot of producers that were big in the 2000s, which kind of goes with my earlier point about J Cole in the off season. I think that's the mode that J Cole is in, and the mood is he's he's really going for that boom bap like bar heavy tracks, and though and those kind of albums, if you've looked the last couple years, have grown on fans. A lot of the top albums of last year are highly l lyrical or dense in content so i think that so i think that despite hip-hop becoming pop there's still a lot of people and a large amount of people that really care about the content the substance and so i'm really really excited to see how this is going to sound and how this is going to turn out i've been telling y'all since 2016 boom bat was coming back to hip-hop and god damn it i'm right <laughs> let's you tell them baby let's get okay that's true though you know and yeah. let me just throw something in here real quick and we can move on but uh i just think it's really cool to kind of see that relived and kind of see it brought back to life um it's yeah. really it's really good to see that and it's really good to see these artists uh come together and i hope it uh i hope it kind of sparks a flame of other artists that maybe weren't named or weren't mentioned uh to do the same so yeah yeah i'm really excited uh i'm i'm all for it if this turns into something we get every one or two years i'm i'm really excited for it uh, last, make it a wave. Yeah, last thing on J. Cole. Um and that and then I swear we're done with J. Cole. Um Kill Edward, we all know that's J. Cole just singing with auto tune and whatever. Uh he's supposed to drop a project. I don't really care for this. Uh John, I mean, you you know you know about Kill Edward. Uh what do you what do you think? Like are you did you like the Kill Edward like vocals on the album? Just that little singing with the heavy auto tune that J. Cole did? I mean, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't J. Cole to me. Yeah. Uh, he he doesn't really, you know, experiment with auto tune. So I mean 
I give him I, I give him credit for trying it out, uh, you know, and everyone gets to do that, maybe step out of their comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know Future and, like, it, even a lot of people, uh, who else gets auto-tuned a lot? Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, obviously, shit. you know, Yay, Yay Uzi, yeah. a whole bunch of a whole bunch Future of artists, even, you know? yeah. Um, yeah. Should I say Future? Uh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know, uh, and a lot of these guys can dabble with it, and they can do good things with it. Um, like even Juice World, he dabbles with some auto-tune. Uh, he'll throw it in there when he goes for his really high notes. Yeah. Uh, but he'll also do songs a cappella, and he can kind of have a, a good mixture of it. But J. Cole, he'd never rapped with auto-tune before, so it's just kind of like, okay, yeah. what are you doing, man? Like, we like what you're doing. Just keep it up, you know. If he wants to dabble with it, great. I don't think Kill Edward's a terrible track. Uh, I'll probably give it like a 6 out of 10. Um, but, you know, other than that, I like the substance. Yeah. Uh, I like what he's trying to do, you know. Uh, it's always trying to create a new wave, so. Yeah, we'll see, I man. Give him credit. We'll see, we'll see man. I'm... I'm I'm not, I'm not really jocking on him. Look, yeah, I'm not looking forward to it, but you know, there's a chance there'll be a couple records on there that I like. Yeah, um, and that very well might be. And we'll see, but I don't got too high expectations. What do you I, mean in the off season? That there's uh, gonna be? Kill Edward. Sorry. Oh right. Um, so let's jump to Kendrick, the other big dog. Um, this one's interesting because you know it's been two years almost since Damn. It will be in April. Um, I think it's time for Kendrick, but it's not a guarantee. Actually, in December, he said he's working, uh, or he's he's not working on an album currently. He's been writing long form, whatever that means. But he's been doing crazy work, and that he's actually going to the studio a lot. So I have no clue what he's doing. Um, and Punch even tweeted in September, like K dot album coming no time soon. You gotta wait till the kid is inspired again. So we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of see where Kendrick goes or if he drops. If he drops, my feeling is it will be very very late in 2019. But I'm kind of expecting more of a 2018 uh, or sorry a 2020 release rather than a 2019 release. Um, John, I mean, I assume I assume we don't have to make this long. I assume you're excited for a new Kendrick project. When it, whenever it comes. Yeah, I'm definitely very excited for a Kendrick, a new Kendrick project. Um, you know, I feel like Kendrick almost feels like he's at the status where, you know, he can be like Drake and, you know, I mean, Drake would probably know he's done this before where he's taking breaks, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, to focus on everything just like Tiger Woods, you know, but, uh, he's got, uh, he's might be thinking that he might be at a higher status than he is. And I feel like he needs to at least throw out some singles, uh, within 2019, maybe if he's working on a bigger project, you know, um, save a lot of the songs, save a lot of the content, even for late 2019 or early 2020. But I think that's the very latest. Like you're reaching a threshold at that point where you got to start putting content out. Yeah. If you say that you don't, you got like rapper's block or whatever, you need to get inspired. Uh, I feel like that only takes you so far until you got to overcome that and become. I mean, if you're really a great rapper, you can overcome that anyways. Right. You know what I mean? You got, you got to look for new influences. You got to look for new, you know, senses of direction and it, it's, it can really help to uh change it up you know i know these guys are busy they're doing a bunch of shit but uh, yeah i think he can overcome it he's a good guy he's a good rapper so yeah yeah, yeah. i mean he has a good track least, record so. yeah to say the least so i'm you know i'm always excited and optimistic when it comes to him but yeah i i'm my prediction is i think we'll, we won't get a kendrick album this year but there's a possibility do you think that um, okay before we jump uh do you think that that 
say he doesn't put a project out in 2019, will that hurt his reputation at all? Or do you think that? No, no, because he's, he's really in this spot where, um, you know, and I'm a Kendrick fan, but I can also be objective about him and say that he is really like the golden boy of the industry. He's the most critically acclaimed rapper ever. Um, and you know, he's got, and he's one of the most commercially successful artists, um, not ever, but, uh, but basically of his generation. So he's, so he's got everybody in the world loves him. There's very few people that, that, that hate him. And those voices are not that loud. The people that dislike Kendrick. Um, so with him, he, he's going to drop when he drops, man. Like he, he dropped good kid, Mass city in 2012. And then he dropped to pin butterfly 2015. And it was a two and a half year wait. So, this kind of gap should be expected. I think Kendrick's a minimum two year or album every two year artist because of just how much time and effort he takes into crafting his albums. So um, to me, if, if it ends up going three years without, before we see a Kendrick album, that won't, that won't surprise me. And that will actually tell me that he's going more to the Tepiva butterfly route or, left I should say because Good Kid Mad City and Damn are both commercially accessible so I think the longer the follow up the more it leads to Kendrick experimenting but you know I'm I'm obviously optimistic and looking forward to Kendrick and I'm really curious to see what he does what he does next is he going to stay commercial like Damn or is he going to you know um, kind of try something off the wall again like to pimp a butterfly so we'll see let's jump to the next guy the game West Side Story I'm a big game fan. Um, this is supposedly his final album. Um, currently, he's held up by legal trouble. This was an album that could have dropped as early as late 2017, and it's still just so. It was anticipated all 2018, but never came. Again, game's in like a crazy legal battle, um, uh, and he's dealing with some cases and stuff. So I, I assume that's what's holding up his uh, his album. Uh, but I'm always very, very um, inspired and looking forward to what the game, what the game drops. He's basically a very lyrical, aggressive street rapper, but um, has great storytelling ability and great substance in his music. So he's somebody who can just, and game especially, somebody who just says the most wildest things that are just downright hilarious or or just I can't believe he said that you know he's he's known for being a name dropper um you know like he had this bar I was just listening to his uh, his album the other day and it was uh, and he said you know murder is Rihanna and I'm attracted to it your head is a mustard beat and I'll put the ratchet to it like it, I mean these are just clever ass like hip-hop bars and um you know the game is just always going to give you those so I really like the game um, John, I, I don't know how much you listen to the game or how you're feeling about the game in general. You know, when I think about the game, I listen to him and I think of like Lil Wayne. I feel like that era. Yeah. Um, what was the song he dropped? It was kind of it was like a really big song. I'm trying to think the name of it right now. Uh, the game. Yeah. He well, like, he had like if you're talking all the way back in the day, he had How We Do with Fifty Cent. You know, this this is how we do. Oh you know? yeah, that's throwing it way um, back. Yeah, yeah. So he's had big records uh, like that. Um, he had again not nowhere near the level of that, but um, but he had uh, Red Nation with Lil Wayne. I don't know, maybe that was the track you were that's thinking of. That's the one of. with Lil Wayne. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So he's uh, he's had 
hit records. Um, again, his most commercially successful stuff is in 2005, his debut album. But outside of that, he's uh, he's he's been known to deliver deliver hits and and, and big records. Um, so he's he so he also has that commercial accessibility to him too. He's probably one of the more commercially successful um, street rappers in the game, um, basically of all time. So I so I really always look forward to game, but. You know, I mean, how? Be honest, John. Like, how much do you, like? Do you listen to the game at all? Do you like it? Like, yeah, is, I love the game. Uh, I I, got, I remember the song I was thinking of. It was Martians versus Goblins with uh, Tyler the Creator and Lil Wayne. That was like uh, a bop for me. Uh, that came out a while ago, though. I think it came out in like early 2010s, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, that sounds like. But it. yeah, I, mean, I just remember listening right? to the game, and during that era, I really got into the game. And he's mm-hmm. just, you know, he's a classic rapper. He goes back with the Dre's, you know. Lil yeah. Wayne, Young Money, you know, you just think about the game and you really think of some good, good-ass rap, you know. It really yeah. brings you back to the classics. It really does. Yeah, uh, he's, fun fact, he's one of the last, and to show how well-respected he is, he's one of the last artists to have a Kendrick and uh, a Kendrick feature and a Drake feature on the same album because we all know about that little Cold War brewing, you know, whatever. So um, it's only happened a, a few times, and... uh Wayne couldn't even make it happen, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, the game is one of the last artists to do that. There was somebody else that did it, I think, last year, and it was kind of a big deal to me, but I can't remember who off the top of my head. But anyways, yeah, so that's the game. Um, basically, I highly recommend anybody, any listeners of the podcast who aren't really aware of him. Uh, let's jump to some more. Um, actually, let's finish up the big dogs. So let's go Drake. So Drake, um, you know, he drops one time a year, you know, he's trying to do the six summers thing like Jay-Z, um, and he's been doing it now for probably about five or six summers. So, um, you know, it's, it, he's, he's on brand with what he wants. Um, I think he's going to target the summer, um, just because what I hear, uh, is that a lot of artists are gearing up for the winter or sorry for the summer. And that's why we're not hearing anything in January, in February. A lot of artists are prepping for that for that summer market uh, because it was so big last year. I mean, talk about all the albums we had that dropped in the summer last year in 2018 was just absolutely crazy. So I think Drake is going to do it again. Um, he makes summer music. He makes music you party to, but also you could think about late at night um, when you think about Shorty or whatever. So <laughs> Drake... <laughs> Drake's gonna target the summer for sure. That's what his music benefits the most, but um, but also the certain moodiness to it works in the winter as well. So That's Drake's gonna true. drop whenever and whenever he does, every, the world's gonna listen. But my my prediction is I think he's targeting summer, but it, he might not be done in time. So he might drop in you know October. I mean he is OVO. You know that's his label. October's very own. It's born in October, so. Maybe October, uh, maybe November. I don't expect a December release, but I think before November of or before December of 2019, we will have another Drake album. Are you looking forward to a new Drake album? I definitely am. I definitely am. I, it goes without saying, you know, Drake. Yeah. Uh, he's he's got to put out content, but he also could wait if he wants to. Uh, but I feel like he likes putting out content. No, he, he likes does. staying relevant. He does. He he loves doing that kind of stuff. He loves dropping again every year. I, and I've been saying this since, God, 2015, 2014 with Drake is that I really wish he would 
you know, take two years to make an album because I think you know, I think he doesn't have a classic album. He has one classic to me, and it's his mixtape, So Far Gone. Um, but but I don't think he has a classic album. You know, I argue with a lot of people about Take Care. But my thing is with Drake is he wants that classic badly, and he could be the greatest of all time to ever uh, to ever drop an album or to ever to not drop a classic album. Like he's that good. He's almost like that. He's almost like the greatest player to never win a ring in my eyes. You know, like he he's that level. Like he's an all time goat. Nobody's questioning it. Um, but at the same time, he's missing that 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 ring, that validation. Um, he's got to drop that clear classic, and he's been going for it forever. You know, he really tried it with Views, and it didn't work at all. He really tried it with Scorpion, and I think it could have. I, I think it could have been if it if it was condensed. Um, you know, and so I, I'm really curious to see what Drake does. Um, but you know, I'm expecting you know a Drake album, which to me a Drake album is. You like a few records off of it. Nothing's bad. Nothing's terrible. But there's just. But at the end of the day, he's dropping twenty plus songs, and you're returning to you know like five, six, you know maybe at most seven or eight, and those just aren't good batting percentages to me. Um, so that's why. That's why. That's kind of my problem with Drake, and that's why I'm anticipating a Drake album. But I kind of also feel like I know what I'm gonna get. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. You, you're going to hear those bop tracks that are just really, you know, hitting you in the ears. Grammys, One Dance, Controller, those are all our views. Yeah. Uh, views had a lot of bops on it. And then even Take Care and uh, Diamonds Dancing, it's not a studio-recorded album, but, I mean, yeah, I love that with Future. and That, that was really great. They had some really good bops on there, too. What a time uh, to be alive. What a time to be alive. Big rings. Shit. Yeah. That was a lot it. of classics on there, but you expect that from Drake. You expect to see that yeah. on a daily basis, on a, on a yearly basis, whenever you expect to see him drop. Yeah. Um, but so. to stay relevant, he's at least got to put out some singles, and they better be bops. Yeah, and and they're going to be because they're, they will. they're, they're, they will. they're Drake, and Drake is undeniably, I think, the greatest hit maker we've seen in hip-hop. I mean, I just love, I, I just love how he's so able to make hits and it's it's really insane when you think about it. Um, he it's only really on par with Jay Z, and you know I would give I would give Jay Z the nod actually just because of you know the substance that he has and, and and with his music and I find his music to to have more return value. But Drake is one of those guys where like if you if you look at all his albums you're like oh I'm only returning to four off here five off here whatever. But like you put it all together. If you make just like one twenty track playlist of Drake's best songs, you're like, oh my god, how is this guy not like the greatest of all time? It's really insane because um, he has so many timeless records. So you yeah, know, that's really that's really true too. And I I was just writing this down and I was just thinking about it. You know, whatever he touches, though, it's hard to say this. I've got a group probably that I can count on. You know, less than a whole hand of mine, and I got all my fingers too. Um, <laughs> about people that can actually turn uh anything they touch into gold yeah uh, and you know it doesn't even have to be the best track but it's going to be played so you're going to hear it on the radio um and it's hard to really put a whole lot of people in that category yeah but drake definitely is in it all right man we wrote his dick enough let's get to, <laughs> let's get to the next guy um okay so let's start to go kind of uh a lot of these will a lot of these will be a little a little lower key uh, we might have a few big ones left but 
let's jump to uh let's go with yeah let's go with let's go with big sean so i think this is huge because i think it's time that don returns uh he spent 2018 soul searching that's what he said he hasn't done interviews he did like a couple features he did the big bank i don't even know what else he did off the top of my head but i'm sure he was on something else i'm not remembering right now um i decided was his best album in my opinion in 2016 i thought it was great i'm really excited i think he's going to level up um there's rumors that he could potentially have a seven track yay album on the way too but i definitely think we're going to get some type of solo big sean album this year and i think he's uh, you know he's kind of done very very little interviews but in the interviews he did late in 2018 he talked about you know how excited he is for 2019 and you know, of course, that a lot of that is, you know, artist promo, promoting themselves and, you know, and just marketing and whatever. Um, but I do think it's true with Big Sean. I think he's prepped for a big year, and I'm really excited to see what he does. Uh, are, you, are you a Big Sean fan? Uh, what are your thoughts on Sean? Yeah, I love Big Sean. Um, you know, I think that's that should go on my list of sleeper picks. Uh, yeah. That should go, you know, people that haven't been relevant, you know, soul searching, whatever. You know, I hear that. Kind of goes through one ear and out the other for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's even less of an excuse than, uh, you know, whoever was saying they uh, need to you get some more inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who, who was that? Oh, that was Kendrick. Yeah, that Kendrick. was Kendrick talking about the inspiration. Kendrick. Yeah. You know, but, but saying I mean, that, that's a valid ex- excuse. You know what I mean? You say that, you got to make sure you're whatever you're doing. You got to build on that, become someone better, elevate, yeah. and then work your way out of that rut because it's hard to do uh yeah. you know double or nothing i decided dark sky paradise you know these are just a few of his albums that were lit you know yeah I mean, yeah know, I blessings mean, he's been i don't fuck with you i mean yeah he's been putting out records that we fuck with for a long he's due. time he's and due for me yeah um, he's he's ready um okay let's jump up. let's jump to dave east now this is a guy that john knows this uh i ride or die for davies that's my guy um Kyrie chanel is one of my favorite projects ever i think that's a classic mixtape uh personally to me i know ken and i just debated that on my on my last podcast about classic albums and he said there's no such thing as a personal classic but to <laughs> me to me it's one of those albums that i just really love and will absolutely die for um, and since then, he's kind of dropped a few mixtapes, Karma, Karma 2, Paranoia, Paranoia 2. Uh, and, and, you know, they've been they've been kind of met with lukewarm results. I don't know kind of really what his situation is. It feels like the label just can't figure out what to do with him. Do we market him as a street rapper or do we try to make him commercially viable? Uh, because he's like talked about by all these chicks. Uh, and, and these are celebrity chicks, too, as like as like the hottest guy in the world and shit like everybody loves davies like tyra banks said he should be a model he should quit rapping and like i don't know like the women are fascinated with davies but the substance is very street oriented so he's he's kind of in that situation where if 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 he figures things out the right way if things come together the right way this is a superstar rapper but more than likely he's going to be just a very credible street rapper that is going to drop um, quality music, but he, he, he might not deliver that, that classic album, which I thought was something he was definitely capable of after Kyrie Chanel. So I hope I sold the listeners on Dave East. Um, John, I know, you, I know you've heard a few tracks just from me showing, showing you them. Um, yeah. I know you kind of fuck with them. 
but uh have you have you ever given the time to really like check him out or no not really yeah so my boy ta uh he was really into really into davies oh he, really yeah whenever we were That's riding his truck oh my god he was always listening to, he loved davies davies and he's uh you know he's a great rapper you know he like you said he's a street rapper um might never make it to be a mainstream rapper though he has the potential to be mm-hmm. i'm not saying that he can't ever become that yeah um but i feel like a lot of these guys and there's other rappers that you can throw in that category uh that just work and they operate better as street rappers and when they're signed i mean he signed a def jam so he's he's doing things you know he's he's, yeah. he's getting his but um you know I, we were just listening to the track nobu oh yeah oh, that's a banger <laughs> that shit bangs dude there's a there's a part like 20 two or 23 seconds in where he like stops the whole thing and the bass just comes in like fucking crazy bro yeah that shit gets me so like that's literally when i'm like trying to get that bus that last set out uh the gym you know that i'm throwing nobu on but davies nobu is hard like that shit will bang that shit will get me through it so yeah that's one of the biggest mad respect for you know so i'm excited for this you know this is his debut album um so the everybody knows the big mystique behind debut albums that they're kind of they're kind of in a lot of cases an artist's best work because there's the most push by labels there's the most um creatively you feel like you're at your best point you feel like this is your coming out party you there's there's a hunger there this is everything you've been building for you know you have your whole life to make your debut album is kind of a classic saying in hip-hop in the industry so you know with Dave East a guy that talented I'm really really excited to see what he does but I'm not gonna lie to you my my excitement has has simmered a bit just because Kyrie Chanel was this incredible high point and since then he hasn't dropped anything that's anywhere near that level but I don't think he's also taking the time to drop a lot of these just sound like loose records that he's making um the Karma's mixtapes are just that they're just mixtapes of him spitting over beats like they're they're very uh they don't have a lot of they don't have a lot of thought put behind them they're just davies proving that he can rap and then the paranoias are kind of the more commercially polished records and so def jam you can see is just trying to figure out what to do with him and you know i don't know if i don't know if they have you know maybe karma 2 being his last project and then then a project after that he actually collabed with styles p and another old street rapper so I think they're going to go the street route, but I don't know. You know, I'm 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 excited. So um, let's move on. He has a lot of potential. Yeah, he know? does. He and does. It doesn't matter really. He he has the pick of the litter when you think about the direction he can take, the route he can take. Uh, yeah. Because he could he can stay a street rapper and he can live there and do it and love it. You know, and that's that's hype. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, or he can become that that next level rapper where it's kind of like okay, now people are knowing my name. Now people are playing my songs. You know, and people are already playing this song. I'm not saying you don't have fans, but yeah, just to really get out there and really with his debut album, he's got a lot of expectations uh, for him, but um, high hopes too. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's mention let's mention the Migos. So, Culture Three. Um, I think this will be the biggest uh, pushed Migos album yet, and I mean pushed by you know the industry, the label, all that, because they're obviously superstars. They're setting records. They went on a tour with Drake. I mean, they're, they they got relationships with all the biggest names in the game pretty much, and they're very commercially successful. Um, I'm not a fan of Culture 1 or 2 just because of they, they like Drake, play the, play the stream game where they stack 
uh, 20 records, 25 records on a project. And to me, it's just so hard to create 20, 25 amazing songs. So um, their whole bodies of work, I don't, I don't really tend to enjoy. But of course, the big hits and and a lot of other records that maybe weren't big hits, but uh, but were records that I really liked. So I think they're aiming for the summer with this Culture Three album. I think it's likely going to be super long. I think they could even experiment with the idea of a triple album, um, just for the sales reason of it, uh, because then every every sale would count as three sales instead of one. And plus it's culture three and there's three Migos. So I don't know. So I, I feel like they're going to try and do something next level for this and try and top it. But um, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I know that I'm going to get, I'm going to get a handful of records that, that are going to last me the year. But for the most part, again, it's like Drake. I'm, I know there's going to be a few records that, or a lot of records that I just that don't care for or don't really return to. Yeah, we, we kind of made a point about that in our last podcast, too, how these rappers kind of diminish the credibility and the value of their albums uh, when they stack these songs and maybe are more or less filler songs. Um, yeah. And, you know, and that can really hurt somebody. With the Culture 3, I think they, they really got high expectations um, coming for them. I'm looking at like a 15 to 20, you know, track one, track, you know, project. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of them they'll release. I feel like they'll release two, three, four, maybe even five as singles and then throw them in there. Um, yeah. They'll have a lot of surprises in there. The hype ones they'll throw out early. We'll be seeing yeah. those soon, probably spring, uh, you know, maybe even the end of winter, the tail end. Um, but, you know, I love what the Migos are doing. I love what Kevin Lee and Quality Control is doing with them. They're doing big things. So yeah. I really I really like that. So yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. And you'll notice I say summer for a lot of these records because – from what I've read and what I've listened to and what I've been told, um, labels have really saw how profitable this dropping in the summer was last year. Um, there's always been a buzz to that, but last year, just how, how much it generated. Uh, and I think that there, that a lot of labels are kind of preferring to, for artists to drop in the summers and artists love dropping in the summers too. Like they love having those records that everybody cruises to or everybody bumps at a summer party or, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah. so I think a lot of the artists, a lot of the commercial acts, especially the, the Drake's, the Migos, all of them are going to prefer summer releases. So, um, that's why I predict culture three will drop in the summer, For but sure. it might be, it might be a winter release. I think the way they make music though, with how fast they make it, um, it's definitely coming this year. I'd put my money on it. All right, let's go to your boy Juice World. So, I'll let you kind of take the reins on this. Um, I haven't found anything on when he's coming out. Um, so, to my knowledge, I, I don't I don't know when to expect. But knowing he's a new act, and also just kind of knowing his peers and who he teams up with and who he idolizes in future that I think he's going to follow that blueprint of dropping a lot of content. So I, I definitely expect at the very least another album for from him this year, another solo album from here. And I and I probably will expect also a uh a collab album like a future thing again. So what I mean, what are your thoughts on Juice World, uh all that stuff? I mean, I, re I really like Juice World. You know, World on Drugs with uh, feature Future coming in, uh, yep. and a lot of features, and still, and still with Juice World. You know, having and heading that whole album that was really huge for him, and for him to hit yeah. that hard, especially after Lucid Dreams got nominated uh, the MTV Video Music Awards, 
uh, yeah. fourth song of the summer, you know, this past year. That's 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 crazy, uh, you know, and that's that's big things, especially for being a SoundCloud rapper, not really being anything, uh, you know, to really popping off throughout 2018 and really made 2018 his year. Uh, and I feel like he has to hit 2019 hard just because, yeah. you know, I mean, he's 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 always with like ski mask and doing doing big projects, you know, Lil Yachty, lots of lots of guys. And I'm really uh, I'm really excited to see what Juice World can bring to us in 2019. It'll be big. Me too, man. I'm a fan of him. Um, I like uh, it would sound very basic for me to state off my favorite records because a lot of them are the commercial records, the lucid dreams and also uh wasted those are my two favorite records and those are arguably two of his biggest records you know and then fine china's in there as well um, oh yeah for sure but yeah so i'm i'm a fan of juice world i'm looking forward to him um let's jump to another guy now this is somebody i don't know you actually i don't know if you actually know this artist but i'm i think this artist is in your bag actually so this guy is named jack harlow He's uh, signed with DJ Drama, the legend DJ Drama. Uh, dropped a dope project last year. I'm blanking on the title of it right now, but it was actually an album that I really, really liked. I'd have to look it up on my phone. But yeah, he's a he's basically a very um, commercial or contemporary artist, like a like a Uzi, like a um isaiah rashad you know the kind of like whatever you want to call mumble rap what was the name of the project what was it loose uh yeah loose that was the one and that one was really dope um i enjoyed that um and he's also had some other records over the last couple of years that i've been a fan of so he's been somebody who's been kind of simmering and cooking for a while but he's he he's very uh he he's very you know he he plays to the white stereotype of like being a goofy rapper like he he has that he has a lot of goofy bars but he's very witty but he's also got this kind of unexpected sauce and flow to his game that not a lot of white rappers have and so you know to me he's somebody that aesthetically um and sonically works um because he just looks like a total goofball and he looks like somebody you, you you would think has absolutely no business rapping but then you hear him and you're like whoa this guy can flow this is smooth. I, I I'm rocking with this. So I think he's someone that's in your that's in your bag and in the listener's bag as well. I think he's an artist that has a bright future. Um, I don't I don't know how high his ceiling is. I don't I don't think it's extremely high, but I think he has but I think he has potential to do something. So yeah, I mean, I I, I like Jack Harlow. He's definitely in my. Bag. Oh, so you do. You, oh, yeah. so you do like him. Oh, okay. yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, I really liked a lot of his records, like that Dark Knight one. Um, yeah, Dark Knight. Uh, Dark Sundown Knight was crazy. Sundown. Sundown yeah. goes hard, and the style from Jack Harlow is really, really interesting. Uh, just because he does kind of throw that goofy aspect into it in there, you know. Yeah. Kind of like fly white boy. It's it's really it's it's dope, you know, and just the whole style of that uh, really speaks to a lot of people, I think, and uh, it's kind of like even hipstery a little bit. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. Uh, so. People yeah. love that shit. Yeah, I I I like him. Um, I'm looking forward to what he do, what he does next. You know, I'm I'm trying Me to too. see. Um, okay, let's jump to uh, let's go. Oh, I I didn't mention him yet. Uh, Kanye Yandi. Um, Yandi. I don't know if that's gonna end up being the final album that we listen to, just because Kanye, you know, is changing so much nowadays um, in every way possible, and he's kind of a mess. So I'm not really sure what Kanye is going to do. 
and I'm really just, uh, of course, I'm looking forward to it because I'm a huge Kanye fan. I've been invested in him. Um, you know, last year obviously was a very, very tough year for any Kanye fan, any longtime Kanye fan. But I'm excited to see what he does next because I just really, really want him to redeem himself. Um, I liked a couple records off of off of Ye last year, but uh, if I'm being honest, that's easily his worst project. Um, but yeah, you know, I I think he's he's somebody who's so excellent at music, and I don't know if he's if he's fallen off or if he's just and, and not capable of making what he made in the past, or if he's an artist that just uh, because he's doing all these things with Adidas and all that, that he's just that he's just not focused enough on music. So I don't know what it's going to be, and I think 2018 will be a telling year to to find out about Kanye because right now his work is inconsistent before that it was consistently top tier amazing great but now it's inconsistent and it's got great moments here and there Daytona was awesome um, he produced that whole album uh, you know the a lot of the production on Kids See Ghost was fire but uh, you know then there was his album that wasn't really that sweet and man my voice keeps cracking <laughs> and um, and what was the other oh the Nas album where the beats were kind of cool, but uh, again, you know, I put that one more at Nas than Kanye personally. But to be honest, uh, Kanye didn't deliver to that to the level that we thought and anticipated a Kanye produced Nas album would sound like. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with Kanye. Just inconsistent greatness right now. Uh, what are your thoughts on Kanye? And you know, how excited are you for a Kanye album realistically? You know, Kanye has a lot of potential, and he knows that. He's put out great projects, you know. I really like the Kid See Ghost debut album. Uh, that one really spoke to me, Reborn. We talk about that one a lot on this yep. podcast. You know, that's 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 a good one. That's going to go down in history, like, you know, Cuddy Zone and, yeah. you know, Stronger, all those songs. You that, know? I think, is Shit. an all-time Kanye West song. Um, not to not include Kid Cuddy. Obviously, it's an all-time Kid Cuddy song, too, but... Um, if you're just looking comparing it to Kanye's discography, man, that is an all time great song. Like that is that is up there. Like I don't know if you remember what song are you talking you talking about Reborn? Uh, Reborn, yeah. Okay. Um I, I don't know if you remember that like Kanye West March Madness bracket. Remember we yeah, were talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. that? Yeah. That Reborn, if they're updating it, definitely has to be on that bracket. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. Where would you put that song on your bracket? Oh man, I don't know, man, because like to me the seating was so crazy, like there was 16 seeds that I was like, wow, this is one of my favorite Kanye records ever. But then I'm like, okay, I understand why it's a 16 seed. Like his music is literally that amazing to me. So I had a hard time with a lot of those picks. Like man, some of those bra- some of those regions. That was the longest podcast. Were really, I ever really did. tough. That really was tough. the longest podcast I ever did. It was literally it. three hours. Holy shit! <laughs> it was so fun though. It was so much fun, and it was actually it's actually one of my most listened to podcasts, which is crazy because it's the longest by far. But it was uh it was so much fun going. I wish they would that do bracket. that. I wish they would do that for more artists too. And I think they did a Kendrick one, right? Yeah, was they that did. Kendrick and a Ye one. That's all I know Ke- of right now. Yeah, they did one with Kendrick. If it, it fell through because Kendrick, um, uh, you know, he he needs one more album to really make that incredible, incredible bracket. Yeah, because um, you need that. You need the content. You need the quality of content, yeah. which you can only get through decades. Like, of work because like they had to put on songs that were from like od the mixtape and i love od like that's a cool mixtape it's it's really good but like it's it's just when it gets matched with something with damn or good kid or tip and butterfly in the first round it's just like 
oh my god like this stands no chance and same with untitled unmastered like you know that's a cool project but it stands no chance against his big his three big dogs to pimp a butterfly good kid and damn so if he gets one more album and assuming it's the normal kendrick length the 12 to 16 that um then i think that that bracket becomes really intense but as far as bracket goes um I'll talk to you about it off air. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll talk to you sure. about it off yeah, air. Don't let them know yet. Yeah. Let's keep them guessing. Yeah, so. Um, all right, let's go to another artist. Um, let's go Uzi, because um, I just want to put this out there. Uzi's going to drop. I know he's retired right now, but he's going to drop uh, one way or another. He's unfortunately in, in a 360 deal, which means basically all the, the, the label that he's signed to owns all his all his stuff, and basically is making money off of him in a in insane ways in every single way he's also in debt to the label and it's it's a crazy crazy situation it's literally 360s are meant to be they target uneducated and young upcoming artists who just are in a position where they they don't really have a choice but to sign that deal and those deals are almost incredibly pot are almost impossible to break out of uh, Wayne was actually in, I wouldn't say a 360, but a very bad deal. And that, as we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, that lasted in a five-year legal battle, and he won. And that is a very rare thing. And Wayne was one of the biggest stars in the history of the game and one of the most successful artists in the history of the game. And yet he barely won a battle, and it went five years legally. And so that is a very, very tough situation for Uzi. Um, it's going to take a lot of industry connects to help him out, and it's going to take a lot of OGs to speak to him. I want Royce to speak to him. I want Wayne to speak to him. I want, I want these artists to really give him guidance because he's way too talented to lose. But regardless of all that, he's going to drop his project at some point this year, whether it's his choice or not. He said he deleted all his music, but again, in a 360, the label owns everything. So he may have deleted his hard drive, but the label has three, four, or five copies of everything he's ever recorded, even the stuff he's recorded in his house, just because that's how a 360 works. So, um, so his music is all saved nonetheless. Um, so yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be in an interesting uh, point. I really I'm rooting the rooting for him and hoping for the best because he is an incredibly talented artist, one of my favorite artists from this new wave, and I think he has the highest potential and the highest ceiling of pretty much any of the young emerging artists. So with that being said, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever he drops, but, um, yeah, you know, as we talked about in the future pod too, you know, he's, he's at an interesting point in his career. He's got to He's got to put content. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see, I'm, I'm anticipating Uzi for a lot of reasons. Uh, John, I know you're obviously anticipating Uzi as, as well, right? I am too. I think with the recent thing that happened with his, with his 360 deal, uh, is definitely going to be a learning lesson, a lesson yeah. to be learned, I guess. Um, but I feel like Uzi being where he is now, he's been putting out music for a while, and I feel like he should be in the position to be able to protect himself from this type of shit happening to him. You know, there's a certain point where you gotta you gotta grow up. You can lead a man to fish. Uh, you yeah. know, I mean. The he'll, eat the, he'll eat the fish, but you, uh, if you fish for him, then he's just gonna you know, just gonna eat, but he won't know how to feed himself. Yeah. Uh, so you got to make sure that you know you're getting educated on this stuff. Okay, what kind of deals am I signing? Blah blah blah. On the next yeah. thing. So. And it's unfortunate, you know. It, it is. It is. I feel for him. It happens to a lot of artists. A lot of artists that you, the listeners, love 
are in 360s um and you'll never you'll never know until until something obvious as obvious as uzi going public hits you um and he even had that record shells where he was featured on and he was snapping and he said you know i'm trying to get trying to figure out how i'm gonna get on my deal i feel like i'm mace hip-hop legends know what that is hip-hop heads know what that is but um you know i'm i'm really obviously optimistic because uzi it's crazy to think somebody that powerful um, who's a certified hit maker anyone in the game wants to work with uzi right now because he's he's had the big hits axo Torlice, but he's followed it up and he's a walking hit machine he's he's of all these new artists of juice world of all these artists he's the one that has consistently the big the most hits and so He's, For sure. You would think he's in a position of power, but that shows you how powerful these 360s are because a lot of his fan base, because it is commercial, um, they're going to, if they're, the label's in a position of power because they're like, look, we can force your content and we cannot, we cannot drop anything from you for a year and fans, a lot of your fan base is going to forget about you. And then if a lot of his fan base forgets about him, then he has no power to get out. So him doing what he's doing now is smart on his part in some ways because he's max he's at the height of his powers right now. Everybody wants his new project. So he's so he's using that as leverage to try and get out of his deal, but you're crazy if you think the label is going to let him get out of this deal when when this project could make the label millions and millions of dollars if it's the quality that we expect from Uzi. So you know, um, it's a tough situation. Hope for the best, and that's really all we can say. What on do that. you? Okay, Chris. So, if say it was say Uzi was to like get on a feature with, you know, fucking Drake or like Lil Yachty or Playboy Cardi, right. okay, um, would he still be restricted from those royalties even if he was a feature? Because that wouldn't have anything to do with his label, right? You know, that's the interesting thing as far as features and collabs go. Um, if it's singles, I don't think the label has too much power. Um, but I think if it's if it's projects, obviously, like if it's a collab album with a future, or whoever, you know, like a Juice World and Future, oh, for yeah. example. Well, then both, like yeah, both that, then the labels, yeah, are are heavily involved. But if it's a single, um, they're gonna usually. I think the label can step in if they want to. It really depends on the intensity of the deal. But. Yeah. A label, a label, more than likely is going to say, you know what? If if Uzi wants to hop on a record with Drake and Drake wants Uzi on a record, we're gonna do that because at the end of the day, we still own we still own Uzi. We're still getting royalties from his music, and that's obviously a big look. So you know they're they're gonna let they'll him be do invested it. for sure. Yeah, so so they'll be so they so it's a smart investment for them to allow Uzi to do a feature like that. But yeah, oh, as yeah. far as like Uzi's free will. Yeah, he's really not that free, unfortunately, and it that it sucks because you know he's he, he's a talented artist and he's an artist that I think could be one of the best of our of, of the next generation. So you know he's 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 in a tough situation, but I, I'm optimistic he'll get out of it at some point. Um, okay, let's jump to another artist. Uh, let's see here, who do we want to go to? Uh, we could go Jeezy. Um, Jeezy right. dropped very late December of 2017. That a double album. Um, I think he's going to be an artist, knowing that he's very commercially successful. That I think he's going to go for a summer release again. 
um, or not again, but I, not again from him, his standpoint, but again from a, a commercial standpoint, Migos, Drake, Jeezy, these are all artists that I think are geared to drop in the summer. So I think, I think Jeezy's working hard. Um, I don't know what he's going to give us, but I think he's going to give us some, some record in the summer. And I think it's going to be of, you know, it's going to be of g standard. I feel like g kind of becoming that artist like the Drake, like the Migos, where it's almost uh, quantity over quality. Um, he'll have quality records that, that you'll really like, but he'll have a lot of quantity too that you're just not really a fan of. But I, I, I could be wrong. You know, I, I wrote him off a little bit after When It's Dark Out, but then... Uh, his last album I liked a lot of the records on there so I think he's an artist that has a lot of potential to deliver an amazing album I don't know if he will it depends on if he's focused on the art or if he's focused on the the commercial success but um regardless I'm regardless I'm excited I know I'm going to get records that I like from a GZ album so w- what are you feeling are you are you excited for a GZ album or are you not really you know, yeah, I am. Jeezy uh, didn't drop in 2018. That was kind of a surprise. He dropped yeah. The Beautiful and the Damned late in 2017. Yeah. Um, you know, he had No Limit on there with Cardi B. He had a song with Charlie Puth on there. Um, you know, he had some, some bomb-ass tracks that I still play a lot to this day. Um, you know, and he had some, some singles drop, uh, dropped early uh, early in the summer. Uh, and that was, that was a bop, too. And it was a single... Uh, but I was kind of looking for a project uh, in 2018 yeah. from Jeezy. But I mean, just like you said, since we didn't, uh, I feel like that makes the anticipation even higher. Uh, yeah. And he has been pretty consistent about putting projects out at least every other two years. So. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, the beautiful and the damned was the first time that he took more than a year um, to make an album. So, you know, I I think he's going right. to get back to that one year. Uh, one year release so oh, I, yeah, I expect sure. I expect something from him and me too you know I'll look forward to it um, again I'm I'm an optimistic guy as you can tell by this podcast it's I, good to be optimistic because I mean in this limbo time you know where we're not hearing from from these guys or you know they got you know things going on it's it's good to have high hopes for them because we gotta gotta assume they're doing something they, yeah they, they're fighting every day to stay relevant especially with the wave of all these new rappers coming out so um, they're, they're fighting for their job every day Okay, um, let's hit a couple. Let's hit a couple more quickly, and then um, and then there's a few that uh, there's a few others that I want to get into that could uh, potentially happen. But again, that I'm less optimistic on those. But let's get to the ones that uh, a, a, a few of the last ones that I'm that I'm anticipating this year. For sure. uh, DJ Khaled, um, you know, if he does this album right and doesn't follow the pop commercial formula, this could be incredible. I mean, it's unlikely because it is DJ Khaled. Uh, you know, if he follows the revenge of the dreamers, again, that's like a hip hop heads fantasy. You know, having Tay Keith and 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 uh, you know JID and Reason together, like that's something that's just like you want to hear how that sounds. Whereas, like DJ Khaled is that on another level because he's the the biggest A and R in the history of rap, pretty much. So he can get anybody from a Drake to a Kendrick. Um, that's another project, actually. I think that's the last project outside the game project that um, that had a Kendrick and a Cole or a Kendrick and a Drake track on it, and a Cole track too, actually, which is pretty crazy. But um, yeah, like Major Key to me was a great balance because it had the records like um, 
what's that street record called? It it had Busta Rhymes, Jada Kiss, uh, Fab. It was it was you know just by naming those names, you know what type of record it is. And then it also had the For Free with Drake um, in the club, where that shit's just an automatic banger. Then it had J. Cole doing an emotional ass interlude, and it had uh, it had Kendrick and Big Sean going bar for bar on Holy Key, one of the you know dopest records we've gotten in the last couple years. And then uh, you know then it had the interesting Bryson Tiller and Future, like that was something I was really looking forward to seeing how that sounded, and I liked how that came out. And, you know, there, there's just a lot of uh, records. Uh, Big Sean working with Metro Boomin for one of the first times. That was really incredible. Um, he got to really play with that Metro Boomin beat on work for it, which was really dope. And then they had the, you know, the songs that I wasn't a fan of, but were the pop songs, the, the Do You Mind with Nicki Minaj and Augustine and all these, all these rapper, all these kind of mainstream uh, commercial rappers. And it sounds like it's a record you know what it sounds like just by the artist on it and you know that's not a bad thing like he gave us a balance i didn't like everything on major key but i liked but i i liked that it had something for every type of hip-hop fan and that's something that he completely abandoned on his next album grateful where he did 25 tracks to play the streaming game and he also um just did as many commercial records as possible only had a few kind of non-commercial cuts on there uh, and you know, it was, it was just, to me, it was one of the worst albums I've heard in the last couple of years. It felt totally short to me. Um, and, and, you know, not that I, not that I hate everything commercial. I don't, but those records were just way too forced the, to the max with Drake didn't hit, um, the record with Jay-Z and Beyonce that didn't even hit as much as it hurts me to say that. So I think he's going to do that though, because despite, despite, um, it, it having no critical acclaim whatsoever nobody critically acclaimed that album no but none of the critics liked that album in any way but yet it did so commercially well um just because it was pop and it played the streaming games and all that that i think he's going to follow that route just because that's who he is now he's a superstar and you know you gotta you gotta just give him his pass he he paid his dues he gave us great hip-hop records that we're gonna remember forever i'm on one you know like these are these are records that we're going to remember forever, but, um, you know, now he's graduated to just doing pop and, and we got to accept that. I got to accept that, but I'll be honest with you. I'm not looking too forward to it. A part of me is just hoping that he somehow goes that major key route because if he does again, I think he can do something excellent, but I, 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 I doubt it. Um, I mean, what what's your thoughts of DJ Cal? Like, did you like his last album, Grateful? Did you uh, did you like Major Key? I mean, how do you how do you feel about DJ Cal? You know, DJ Cal, he's a mogul, uh, and I feel like he's <laughs> he gonna be up there with the Drays and the, you know, the big guy under oh, three thousands. Yeah. You know, and that, that's awesome too, because he really he like you said he paid his dues. You know, he, he worked yeah. in the streets, whatever. Uh, I'm on one. He had had some great tracks that came out in the early two thousand mid two thousands. All um, I do is win. All I, I do is win. That That's banger. a classic. You yeah. still hear that to, to this day at basketball games and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and just getting being able to market yourself and being able to express yeah. your brand, uh, and to be able to connect with the public too, because that's a really big deal. Um, yeah. Once you can do that, uh, and then be able to you know market yourself where you're pretty much have access to pretty much any rapper uh, or any any artist for that matter uh out there on the platform so yeah 
uh, you know, you have that drive, and, you know, I, I have great expectations for 2019 for Khaled. Okay, awesome. Awesome, man. Um, I love that we're both optimistic on him. It's uh, good to be optimistic, you know? 100%, man. I love I, it. I know, look, a lot of these artists I'm very optimistic on, and the reason why is because I know at the very least I'm going to get some records that I Exactly, that I, and, that and I enjoy. some of them, a lot of them maybe even will probably let us down too, and, you know, that's that's just how it is. Yeah, that's just how it is. But, you know what, I'd rather hope that they – I'd rather right. hope that they surpass my expectations than, yeah. than not be optimistic. I'd rather um, hope they drop, or I'd rather see them uh, not drop and wish they did than to, you know, not not wish they drop and they actually do drop. Yeah. Then I'll be sick as fuck. Yeah, exactly, man. I'm, I'm just, with you yeah. 100%. Uh, let's get to uh, just a couple more. Who else more. you got? Yeah, so um, Pusha T. So he's obviously had the album of the year, Daytona. Like he had an incredible run last year, won a beef with the biggest star, somebody who I thought was pretty much unbeatable in a rap beef. Um, but Pusha T found a way to win. Shout out to Justin Hunt. He made the video and that had the blueprint on how to beat Drake like three years before this beef. So shout out to Justin Hunt of formerly of Hip Hop DX, now of um, I don't know, I don't know what media company he works for now, but. His content is still great. Um, he's basically doing things with uh, Shea Four Five a lot, and he's working with Empire a lot. So um, he's doing a he's doing a lot of dope things. But anyways, he talked about how to beat Drake in a rap beef, and Pusha T basically did that. And Pusha T clobbered Drake in a rap beef, something again I thought was impossible. So and had his probably his most commercial success commercially successful album since the Clips days, where he, the legendary duo with his brother. Um, so, you know, he's said he's working on an album, um, and that he, it might drop at the end of 2018. Obviously it didn't. So we're expecting probably 2019 for him to drop. I'm excited because the seven track album with Ye was awesome. I love it. But, um, I really love when Pusha T also works with Pharrell and Neptunes and all them. So I, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what Pusha T does when he expands his right uh, when he expands beyond Kanye because Pusha T seems like he's lyrically at a point where where he's almost in his prime. His pen is very sharp and he and he knows he's at a commercially successful level. He hasn't been in a while and so I think everything's kind of coming together with him. So I think this next project will be great. Um, and again, I'm just excited to hear him work with other producers again, especially the producers that he's worked so well with in the past. So again, he's going to have Kanye records on there, no doubt. Um, but he's also going to have some Neptune records. Uh, I'd love to see him work with Just Blaze. I'd love to see him work with Tay Keith. Like I'd, I'd love to see what this what what this guy does. So I'm I'm a big fan of Pusha T. I mean, I don't know how you felt about Daytona. Um, I I know that you know that more like lyrical street rap. It isn't. It, it depends. It's kind of in your bag. It depends on the artist. Um, but yeah, Pusha T is a prime, prime example of that. John, did you did you rock with Pusha T's album last year? Yeah, yeah, I like Pusha T. You know, uh, I think of Pusha T. I like the flows that he likes to lay down. You know, with the beef and with him and Drake. Yeah, that was uh, iconic. That was, that was iconic. You know, and just just to be able to do that and stay relevant uh, in the aspect, even if you're not putting music out, um, we expected it to. Whatever, it didn't happen. Um, just to stay relevant by, I mean, whether even if it's, if it's picking beef or doing whatever you got to do, you know, releasing some singles, do some futures here and there, some yeah. features, that is. Um, and just just stay relevant. Move that dope. I like when we had Pharrell in there. 
you know, Tyler, the creator cameo in the video. You got future in there. You got Schoolboy Q and Wiz in the background. That that's a really good music video. That's still that's a good point. That still hits hard with me. Uh, move that dope. So, yeah, you know, Pusha T is iconic. He's gonna be an icon. Uh, and the more music he puts out, will always will always be fire for him. It can only help him. So, uh, I got big expectations for Pusha. Me too, man. Me he'll, too. he'll do he'll do something in 2019. You watch. He will. Um, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for Pusha T, man. And. You know he's 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 one of the dopest in the game. Um, let's For jump sure. to I think I'd be I think I'd be doing myself a huge disservice if um, if I didn't mention this one because it's my guy um, Nick Grant, the MC from North Carolina that is just incredibly incredibly dope. Um, he dropped Dreaming Out Loud, which was a project that wasn't really that popular commercially but it was a record that i absolutely love he's a very witty uh witty rapper uh, very bar heavy he's a lot like wayne um in, in a sense where he just has a level of wit that's uh that's just uncanny it like he has you know bars like you would think i blue cheese how i'm dressing um he has lines like uh i would i'm about to make a killing on the corner like it's a like it's prime time on the corner um like he just has crazy, crazy witty bars that you just sit back and when you hear them you laugh um, at at how incredibly, incredibly brilliant they are, and so he's to me one of those artists that does it, but also has a commercial friendly feel to him. He's not going to, um, he's he's not somebody who's super lyrical where it's um, in in his rap style. He's not he's not rapping super aggressive or super mad. He's rapping like he's a cool, laid-back guy, and um, but he just got the wittiness to him that I think uh, really makes him uh, a great artist. And and he's done a good job of showing how to delegate features. And uh, Dreaming Out Loud's a project I recommend to everyone listening on this podcast. Uh, it's an incredible project, one of my favorites last year. Um, so Nick Grant's a guy that I hold in high regard, and I'm always always interested in seeing what he what he can do next. Now. John, be honest with me. I don't think Nick Grant is in is in your bag. You'd be correct because Nick Grant is not in my bag. I wish he was. He's, you talk a big game of him. I definitely want to have him in my bag. Yeah. Uh, within 2019, early on, within the next month, hopefully, I'll check him out right after this. Yeah. Um, but uh, and just based on the regards you put him in, I mean, makes him sound like, you know, a good rapper. I know. Uh, yeah. You won't steer me the wrong way when it comes to listening to some bangers, <laughs> listening to some good shit. So yeah, man, I'll, I'll show you some records after this. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, all right, so let's let's get to kind of wrapping this up. I'm gonna name a, a, a bunch of projects. You tell me from this handful of these are potential projects that could come out, uh, but more, but you know, with rappers being shitty at release dates and just being fucking awful, which always makes these podcasts difficult. But, um, you know, that that being said, I don't expect a lot of these projects to drop. Um, I would be surprised if more than three, four or even five of these dropped from this list. But these are all just ones that are floating out there and that have semi-serious traction to them. So uh, Kid See Ghost 2, uh, Chance solo album. I don't know what to say with Chance anymore. I don't know if he's done rapping or not. Uh, Good Ass Job with Chance and Ye. Uh, Bar Exam Five, Royce to Five Nine, P- Prime Three, Royce to Five Nine. Again, um, those are those are projects that could could happen, could not. Rhapsody. I feel like I feel like it's time. 
for her to drop. Um, she dropped Layla's Wisdom late 2017, which was incredible, and I love that album. Um, but I'm I'm really excited to see what she does next, and I'm not sure if she's coming this year or if it's 2020. Uh, the famous Cole K Dot collab, uh, Mac Wap, again close friend of Kendrick and of and of J Cole, said he's going to make that album happen. I highly highly doubt it, but I've uh, I've made my case on my podcast, and I'll keep it simple here. Um, with J Cole and K Dot elevating to a level commercially that they haven't been at before, um, even though these are both commercially successful artists, these are artists that I feel are reaching their peak. And their album cycles have kind of aligned. Kendrick says he's not working on anything right now. Cole just released KOD and he's working hard on the offseason, which is just him rapping. That's something I could literally see Cole doing the, the, the offseason in a week if he's just inspired and working every day and writing bars. Um, he, it's not a project that he's going to think out too conceptually. Um, so that and then Revenge of the Dreamers, he's just kind of spearheading. He's overseeing. He's not really... Um, he's heavily involved, of course, but he's not um, necessarily, it's not his own project where he's taken, you know, months and months of thought and labor into it. So with that being said, I feel like their cycles align to a point where if it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen now. Um, but again, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it will, but you know, I, I'd love to hear that one. Uh, Watch a Throne 2. Kanye's tweeted about this. Uh, Jay-Z, again, him and Kanye have been beefing, but Jay-Z kind of with the what's free verse kind of patched things up with Ye or kind of makes it seem like he's cool with Ye. Uh, they're not buddy-buddy best friends, but they're but they're they're cool. So uh, Kanye even tweeted, you know, watch the throne two at Jay after Jay tweeted, you know, I'm sorry I have to explain this tweet, but Ye's my brother. And then, and then yeah, Kanye replied with watch the throne two question mark. Uh, just being a troll. Um, but 2088-2 with Big Sean and Janae Aiko. This, is, uh, this was confirmed right after 2088-1. But uh, it appears, it's not confirmed, but it appears that Sean and Janae Aiko have split. So obviously making that project dead. Uh, Nas says he's working on a new album, but I can't confirm anything coming this year. It's Nas. He'll drop when he wants to. DJ Drama, shout out of Animal Brown of the On Deck podcast for this idea, actually. Um, he was the one who came up with this. Uh, DJ Drama needs to drop like an album. We need a strong music producer album. Uh, Swiss Beat did a great job last year delivering late in 2018. And this one, um, this one with DJ Drama, I think it's time for him to make a comeback because the kids don't know, man. He dominated the 2000s. He was a beast. And he's still been kind of, he's been involved, but he's behind the scenes. Again, he signed artists like Uzi and Jack Harlow. So, Uzi's signed to DJ Drama, or well, not signed to DJ Drama, but DJ Drama helped Uzi get signed and all that. Um, DJ Drama kind of helped bring up Uzi. So again, he's DJ probably Drama's, wishing he would have signed with DJ Drama now. Yeah, I I don't know about that. They're beefing. Um, they're beefing. It seems like DJ Drama's on the side of the label, and Uzi's you know obviously against oh, the label. Um, yeah, That's they they got a little back and forth going on, but yeah, I I I I don't think dj drama is the type to screw an artist because i don't think i don't think that's i can't who see he is. him doing that yeah so um you know any anyways um fabulous could drop i have no clue um he's got obviously huge huge personal issues with domestic violence case um that's uh, that's i believe technically been thrown out but obviously his image is rightfully so very tainted over, over the domestic abuse and 
He's apparently worked things out with his, with his girl behind closed doors, and they seem to be a couple again. Um, obviously, this could lead to a great introspective album if he's open and vulnerable, something that Fab isn't too often. But I think he, uh, again, he's an artist who, uh, he killed some features last year on Book Orion, on Davies, uh, on Davies project, Royce, Royce's project. Like Fab has been killing features. He he killed the Meek feature as well. So, um, so he's an artist that is very talented. Um, and I think if he's open and introspective and honest about what's going on with him personally, I think that could be a, not only a great album, but I think it could really help um, repair his image. You know. Um, cause I grew up loving fab and obviously, you know, the video and the, and the reports are just absolutely disgusting and disheartening to me, but you know, um, hopefully, hopefully, you know, this leads to growth and change for, for him. Uh, Q-tip, he announced he's got an album coming, but again, we'll see. Um, so of all these, of all these, John, uh, what are, what are some, give me some that you're, that you're anticipating that you're excited for. Well, uh, you mentioned Kid C Ghost 2. Yeah. Uh, Kid C Ghost 2. I definitely see that dropping. Uh, they dropped that like short little album. It was like almost like an EP, just kind of like a teaser. Yeah. I expected a little bit more after that, uh, following that, because that kind of came out in the summer. Yeah. Uh, before, I think it came out like late spring, maybe, or mid spring, whatever. Um, but it was yeah. in June when all the June. albums, yeah, when all the albums so, came out. So I'm definitely expecting something from them. Yeah. Uh, Big Sean, uh, I don't know, that's kind of up in the air. Yeah. Uzi, I'm sure, will drop whether he wants to or not. Uh, you know, J. Cole, he's got to drop the offseason. You know, is he, like you said, he could drop that in a week if he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, and, and along 100%. with the collab, you know, with Dreamville, uh, that's going to be dope. Uh, Young Thug, I'm expecting him to, him to drop. Uh, Future will probably drop another project. He, he likes putting out content. He likes staying relevant pretty quick, like on a monthly basis. Uh, so... You know, I'm looking forward to him. Yeah, Drake will put again. out some summer songs. You know, hopefully, then the Culture Three uh, from the Migos. So, you know, I got high expectations for 2019, uh, and I I just can't wait to see what happens. Me too, man. I love doing this. Uh, you could tell by the length of this podcast that this is this is the stuff that I love doing. Um, the last thing I want to I want to say before I um, before I close this out is uh, these are artists that I think there's a good chance we won't hear from this year. Okay. Um, and that is Meek Mill. I think obviously because of his uh, big album that dropped very, very, very recently. It dropped in November. Um, he's going to do a big tour, and I think he's just going to really live this album and soak it in the moment because it's his biggest moment in his career. And again, that's no disrespect to Meek, but this is his biggest moment. He's in his prime. He's at his peak, so he's going to live it out. Um, Mick Jenkins, uh, again, dropped in late 2018. I love him, but he seems to be an artist that's on a two-year cycle nowadays. Uh, Jay-Z, I, I think we're, I, as much as I've loved this Jay-Z comeback with 444 and the Carters, I think we're kind of at the end. I think Jay-Z said what he needed to say, and I think he's going to go away for a couple years, unfortunately. I think he'll do some features when he gets really inspired, but um, I think he's proven all he's needed to prove, and... Um, and you know, he's batting a thousand percent with four, four, four in the, in, in the Carters. Um, I just don't know where he would, where he would go next. I'd love to hear another album from him. I'd love to hear Watch the Throne 2. I'd love to hear, um, another solo album. I'd love to hear another Carters album. 
I'd love to hear, you know, him and Drake, if, if, if things are really that cool between them, I don't know. Um, I know they patched it up, but I don't know how cool they are really. Um, but yeah, Jay-Z could do a lot of things. He could do anything he wants, but I, I think he's, I think he's made his point by dropping four, four, four and the Carters and he's a smart guy. So he'll get out ahead. Um, when he knows, when he knows it's good, uh, Nipsey, Worked his ass off to drop this debut album. This is a this album that for him really is years and years and years in the making. Um, he's been an artist that's been independent, that's been fully independent, that's grown to an amazing level, and he put a lot of time and effort into this. And he's been teasing the debut album for years, but not in a way where he's teasing it like it's coming, but in a way where he he knows the journey. He's saying this is a journey. This is gonna all make sense when I drop my debut album. And it did, and it got a Grammy nomination, and he achieved everything he could achieve. So he's going to live it up. He's, again, he's an artist that's at his peak. I don't know where he goes from here. Um, I think he's going to be a great artist that has great staying power. But I think he's going to take this year off and live his uh, live up his album. Uh, Kendrick, like we said earlier, um, I, think he, I think there's real potential that he could take the year off, um, do some features, but that's it. Game, uh, like I said, Legal Troubles. Uh, are really blocking him from from doing his album so we'll see about that Gambino I put down here just because who knows I said I said I think that's an album that will probably drop but at the same time I could be totally wrong with Gambino who knows he's kind of just operates on his own Royce Royce had a busy 2018 he dropped bar exam um and he dropped uh or bar exam I think was late 2017 yeah that was late 2017 but 2018 he dropped uh Prime 2 and the Book of Ryan. Um, Book of Ryan, again, is to me the pinnacle of, of Royce to 5'9 and what has been a very long and successful career. So um, so to me, I think he's going to live that album out. J-Rock, another one like Meek Mill. He's just at the biggest point in his life, biggest album. Plus, this is the biggest tour he's ever done. He's just starting to go to Europe. So he's going to be he's gonna be cool. He's going to live for a minute off this album, let this one breathe. Um, Anderson Pack dropped late. He's a Dr. Dre artist. Dr. Dre artists typically don't drop at a timely fashion. They drop, um, you know, a little bit longer. And he's going to be creating. He's going to do a big tour. He's going to do all these things. He got the big label push, so they're going to let this album breathe. Uh, Lupe, Lupe dropped a highly conceptual album, and so I think he's going to just kind of let this breathe. But knowing Lupe and how much of a freak he is with writing that, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out with something, but I, I'm not counting on it. T.I., again, he's kind of like Jay-Z where he I felt like with Dime Trap, he made his statement with an excellent album, and he's got other things that he's involved in. He's a he's obviously an activist. Um, he's got he's got a lot of things that, he, that he's got going on. He's got a lot of kids to raise. Um, so... I, I could see him taking a step back again after making his statement in 2018 and kind of checking back in the game 2020, 2021. Uh, and then lastly, a couple here, Eminem dropped Kamikaze out of nowhere. That wasn't expected. Now I think he's going to go back into hiding for a minute until he gets inspired to do another album again. Jid, Jid, again, this was his biggest point, much like J-Rock and Meek so far. This is the biggest point in his career, but he's on the opposite end. He's a very young artist. Um, so he's going to let this track, uh, the, well, this project in DiCaprio two breathe for a minute before he follows up and he's got a lot of buzz on him. So he's going to be heavily involved in, uh, revenge of the dreamers three. So 
there's also that. So he's gonna between that and his album, he's gonna he's gonna let that momentum build and, and kind of live off that. Then Lil Wayne, uh, the Carter Five. I don't know. Lil Wayne's a toss up to me. He could drop this year just because he's an artist that drops at a high frequency when he's active. He's active now, but with all that he went through with the Carter Five, I would just love for him to kind of just take a break and chill um, and just kind of enjoy his moment. But, you know, Wayne's a freak. He's, his work ethic is off the charts, so he could drop. Um, and then Travis Scott. Travis Scott put a lot of work into World. This has become Grammy-nominated. This was an album that he's been teasing for years and years, even before Birds in the Trap. So um, I predict he's going to do a lot of features. He'll be heavy. He'll kind of have a very pop year where he'll um, – He'll he'll be involved on some big records that come out this year, but he won't. Um, but he won't have his own project. He's gonna live off this one for a minute. So those are the artists that I have taken off 2019. So that about wraps it up. Um, John, man, thank you for letting me do this because this is one of my favorite things to do. So yeah, yeah, no problem. I know you wanted to do this real bad, uh, and this really, I mean, this really kind of encompasses your entire expertise when it comes to hip hop. So. Thank I'm glad you. we could do this. I'm glad we could kick it off uh, early in 2019 just so we can kind of, you know, maybe six months down the road, look back and see where we are. Maybe do a little recap. Uh, and I'm see, down. I'm and, with it. Yeah, see where we're at and see what predictions we made true, what predictions maybe haven't came true yet um, or maybe won't. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it would just be dope to see that. Yeah, this is something that um, obviously because rappers, I'll say this again, suck at release dates. That's my disclaimer to protect myself because – um they really do suck at release dates like they really do actually but yeah with that being with that being said you know um this is something that's going to change as the years or as the year goes on so um you know this is something that in a couple months like if i'm going to have this list and i'm going to be updating it all throughout the year and in a couple months it's going to be it's going to be totally different man like it, it's i know it's going to be just because that's how the music industry works it's every everything's so uh in in flux you know right yeah it's like predicting the weather almost in some <laughs> time some cases just because you really you can make good predictions and based on like you know past performance and whatnot but we really could be hit with whatever yeah uh that we could you know just come out of the blue you know so but yeah it's really good to know who we think is gonna go uh who we think is gonna produce who's who's gonna drop you know yeah. who's not gonna drop it's it makes it know. fun it makes it fun it makes it it makes you kind of it in my eyes, you know, I wish I kind of wish partly that I was somebody that could just let things come to them. Uh, my my homie Will Gill's like that. He's like, I don't do the anticipation. I just let the music come to me, and it's kind of it's kind of uh, you know really helps with your psyche to do it that way. But it also to me it makes it really fun to kind of follow these and and anticipate these things. I've always been an anticipating guy. I've always been I've always been that kind of that kind of person i've never been the um i'll take what i'll take what comes with me i've always been the guy that's like oh i'm looking forward to that i'm always looking forward to something you know yeah so, it's always good to anticipate the, the future too just so you never know what's going to happen but it's good to anticipate so you're ready for pretty much anything it's fun predicting man i it do is. it all the time with my basketball podcast <laughs> you know, who's going to win the championship who's going to do this who's going to do that yes, you know sir. it's just it's just my nature so i'm glad i could do this good deal good deal well hey chris i'd really like to Thank you for coming on the pod again today. Uh, you got any last words for him? No problem, man. Um, I, my last words are just, you know, thank you for consistently having me on the pod. It's always so much fun. Um, I really enjoy I really enjoy doing these, these kind of things with you. Like I said, this one especially 
was uh, something that I have a lot of fun with. I haven't been able to do it on my podcast actually, so I'm I'm glad I got to I'm glad I got to do this somewhere, you know. So um, thank you thank you everyone for listening. Obviously, thank you John for having me. Go support John and the Trill Pod. Um, and also if you'd like to support myself, you can find me on Apple and Spotify. Um, just search Chris Platty or just search Strictly Hip Hop or Strictly Hoop Talk. Any one of those three phrases will lead you to my podcast, which is two in one. It's a hip hop podcast and a basketball podcast, two separate podcasts intertwined into one feed. Very easy to follow, and I do a lot of fun stuff. I just released a pro- uh, a podcast talking about um, if the classic album in hip-hop is dead because of streaming. Um, so I did a lot of work under that one, and that was a really dope conversation, a really interesting philosophical conversation. But I also do things like I got a future album review coming, um, something I did here on the, on the podcast with, with Trill, but I'm going to do on my podcast as well a little, a little bit differently. So you'll want to peep that. And, you know, just a, just a bunch of NBA stuff as well. Uh, you know, what's going to what's gonna happen in the future, all that kind of predicting stuff. So, yeah, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And once again, thank you, John, for having me. No problem, Chris. Thank you for all the kind words. We really appreciate your insight here on Trill Pod. Uh, it's really good to hear that. I know you got a different angle that's really yeah. uh, that's really sought after uh, in the podcast community. So really, really do appreciate that. Thank uh, you, man. I'm yeah. looking forward to coming back. For sure. I'm sure there'll be another appearance, probably multiple more. Uh, but yeah, thank you everyone for tuning in. This is Trill Pod. I'm John Jay II and have a great night. Thank you.